BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi there, you are listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra Adachi, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today is episode 332, how to enjoy your evening hours. I'm really excited about this topic because it is something every single person likely struggles with. Most of us have a typical weekday, and that weekday is probably fairly exhausting. Whether you work at an office, work from home, or work as a stay-at-home parent, most of us live our days kind of the same. You know, we're getting our stuff done. We're in some kind of rhythm or repetition dictated by someone else, whether it comes in the form of our job at a desk or our job on the floor building the 72nd tower of blocks with a tiny human. Once the evening comes though, and meals have been eaten and desks have been left and routines have been completed, we feel a little frozen. It's almost like evening hours or off hours of any kind suddenly belong to us. The evening especially, it feels like time that we can use however we want. It's not dictated by someone else. And that freedom often leaves us flailing. It is so precious and valuable and we want to make the most of it. So how do we do that? Well, that is our episode today. If you were to list all the things that you could do during your evening hours, it would it would probably be a very long list. Uh, tidy the house, actually scrub something in the house, prepare for tomorrow's schedule or tomorrow's meals or outfits or projects or whatever, work out, relax and just be still, go to bed early, do something fun like watch a show or see a friend or read a book, tend to a hobby, play a game or watch a movie with your family, do that skincare routine you keep thinking about. And those are just the obvious ones. There are a lot of things you would love to cram into your evening hours. And unfortunately, the decision fatigue of that time of day, it just piles on to the existing exhaustion of the end of the day. Last Sunday, I was texting with my friend Amy about uh, cross-country carpool for our kids that week. And after a very comical exchange where I did not have any of the cross-country meets in my calendar, I didn't have anything written down. I said to her, I need two Sundays because we were texting on a Sunday. I said, I need two Sundays. I need a prep Sunday and a rest Sunday. And then I thought for a minute and added, and a church Sunday. I need three Sundays. (laughs) And I think most of us feel that way about evenings. We need a chore evening, a workout evening, a fun evening, a self-care evening, a connection evening, a get ahead of this crazy life evening. We need a lot of evenings. And when we feel that kind of overwhelm, it creates a sense of urgency in our brains that we just can't shake. Suddenly everything feels equally important, if not vital, And the paralysis of not choosing and therefore not doing any of it leaves us feeling more overwhelmed than before. 
Plus, now we're also behind or tired or not emotionally filled up or we have a dirty face. We've wasted another evening not doing any of our things well and we keep getting progressively worse off and also feeling really bad about it. That's how it often feels in our bodies and our brains. So I think this topic is just incredibly, incredibly relevant. So our process here today is pretty simple. We are going to apply the five lazy genius steps to our evening hours. Those steps were originally created for my second book, The Lazy Genius Kitchen, but these five steps work for so many things, especially overwhelming things. Now, I don't know that I've ever said this before, but this is a really important statement I'm about to make. Whenever you feel big system energy, big black trash bag energy, we're just going to throw everything away, big, I'm doing this all wrong and I need to start over energy. Like basically when you want to sell your house, use these five steps. Some problems are smaller and therefore the solution is pretty small. And in those cases, you just apply a lazy genius principle like, Start small or ask the magic question or decide once and you're well on your way to feeling better. But when things feel big, when you're just overwhelmed and find yourself getting a new notebook to create a new approach to something that you will probably abandon in 48 hours, or again, when you think about selling your house, spend that frantic problem-solving energy here. Spend it thinking through these five steps. You will actually land somewhere helpful. It's a great way to honor your big system energy, and even utilize it a little bit without creating something that is too big to actually work. These five steps are the lazy genius way to leverage that kind of energy for good. So that's what we're going to do today with our evening hours. However, the first thing that you need to know before applying those steps is the problem. You need to know specifically what it is you're trying to lazy genius. In this case, It's not just evening hours in general. We're not trying to lazy genius evening hours. That's too broad. What is the real problem here? A likely answer is that you have what feels like too much to do and what feels like too little time. Now, I don't want to say that you have too much to do in too little time because that creates a sense of scarcity and urgency within you that you don't really need right now. So it's not really that there's too much to do in too little time. Now that would be true if your goal is to do it all and still go to bed at nine o'clock. That is an unreasonable approach to this problem anyway. We need to add some elasticity, not just to our evenings, but to how we see them. So let's inject honesty and fluidity into what's really going on here by saying that the problem is that we feel like there's too much to do in what feels like too little time. Now, if you have a different angle to take on enjoying your evening hours, by all means, use that. It's your problem. And so you should tend to your specific problem. But I do think that the one I just said is uh, fairly relevant to a lot of people. So as we move through this, I really want you to have confidence in what you choose for your evenings. Like that's what I hope by the time we get to the end of this episode, I want you to trust that however you approach your evenings is a good way that works for you. You shouldn't force yourself to fit into someone else's box. You shouldn't shame yourself for spending your evening hours in a way that you assume someone else would see as wasteful. This whole exercise is so you can see what you need and move toward that decision with confidence and kindness. You can choose what you need for you. Okay, now let's apply the five steps. 
We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Squarespace. I don't know if you've checked out my website lately, but she just got an upgrade and we did it with Squarespace. With Squarespace, it is so easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. My team recently updated our Squarespace site to use Fluid Engine, a next generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag and drop technology for desktop or mobile. It's seriously so cool. It's mobile layout display. It lets us see what people see on their own mobile devices as we make edits and updates. And 78% of you visit the site on your mobile device. So making sure what you see looks and performs the way it's meant to matters to me. If you want to build a new website, try out Squarespace. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash lazy genius to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. Last year, Kaz and I went to Italy and holy moly, what a trip. The museums, the food, the culture. At least once a week, I still think about the gelato. One thing that would have been nice, though, is to know actual Italian. We used translation apps and we made it work, but I love that I can start learning new languages for future trips now with Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with 25 languages to choose from. I can learn on the go with downloadable offline lessons in the app or at my desktop. My favorite feature, though, is true accent, which gives me feedback on how well I'm pronouncing words as I'm learning them. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Lazy Genius podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com genius. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com genius today. I found Olive in June in 2020 when we were all looking for new hobbies and things to do. Well, now almost four years later, doing my nails at home with my daughter, Annie, and Olive in June's Manny system is still one of the things I look forward to every week. Olive in June makes it easy to get a salon-worthy manicure from the comfort of your home. The Manny system has everything you need in one box, salon-grade tools designed just for DIY, and your choice of six polish colors. And y'all, the colors they make are stunning. Annie and I just tried out their new colors for Valentine's day i'm wearing love note a sparkly nude that matches my skin tone and annie is wearing bouquet a shimmery pink that matches her personality plus olive and june's polish is chip resistant and lasts for seven days visit oliveandjune.com slash lazy genius for 20 percent off your first manny system that's o-l-i-v-e-a-n-d-j-u-n-e.com slash l-a-z-y-g-e-n-i-u-s for 20 percent off your first manny system This episode is sponsored by Ritual. The days are getting longer, but it's still tough to get the recommended vitamin D from sunshine alone, not to mention the risks we take with sun exposure. That's why I love that my multivitamin is helping me out. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus, that's the one I take, was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% in a clinical study. And for someone like me who likes to move but has glass knees, I'll take all the extra support from my multivitamin I can get. 
Ritual's multivitamins are vegan, non-GMO, Project Verified, flute and major allergen-free, and gentle on an empty stomach. Plus, each bottle has a minty essence that makes taking them actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash lazy genius. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash lazy genius for 20% off. All right. If you are new here, the five steps uh, to lazy genius anything, especially anything big, are... One, prioritize or name what matters. Two, essentialize or get rid of what's in the way. Three, organize or put everything in its place. Four, personalize or feel like yourself. And five, systemize or stay in the flow. All right, we're going to start with prioritize or name what matters. This is a vital component, our first component but you might need a little more direction than a big general priority. So for this situation and really any other, it never hurts to narrow it down a bit by asking yourself what matters in this season. It's tough to name what matters without any parameters. And you might think that you you have them, you have those parameters by naming what matters about your evening hours. However, if you are in a new job, if you just had a baby, if you've got a crazy project at work that's getting you home later for a stretch of time, if you're recovering from sickness, if you're doing anything that impacts how you might need to see and spend your evenings, you need to name that. Name that season. It could be a week, a month, a quarter, whatever time frame you need. Live in your season. That's one of the 13 Lazy Genius Principles. And in order to know what matters this season, you need to name the season. So set your scope of time, all right? My guess is that it'll be easier for you to go through this process on the smallest scale, like a week. So if you're listening to this episode on a Monday, ask yourself what matters about my evening hours this week. Don't set up some big system for the rest of the year or the rest of your life. Choose small solutions and make specific choices for that finite amount of time. Maintaining choices during a small time frame is so much easier. Oh my gosh. But also those small time frames, they build on each other and they create rhythms and routines and trust in your own choices over time. So rather than ask what matters about my evening hours for the next six years of my life while my kids are suddenly teenagers and up later than I am, start with just this week. In other words, start small. As I thought about what matters most to me about my evening hours this week, I had about four or five things come to mind as it usually goes. So what is our process when we can't land on one thing that matters? This is also in the Lazy Genius Kitchen and in lots of podcast episodes. It's pretty much a process of elimination. Name what could matter, then what does matter, and finally what matters most. Choosing the thing that matters most does not eliminate the other things. It simply shows you what this week's or however long you're thinking, what the priority is for this stretch of time so that you are using that time wisely on something that genuinely does matter to you more than the other things. You prioritize the thing that matters the most so that if something does have to wait or fall through the cracks or happen next week, It's not the thing that matters most. It's something that matters, but it's also okay. 
For me, some things that could matter for this week are uh, sleep, being with my family because I'll be out of town over the weekend, getting the logistics of our life set up for my being out of town over the weekend, and alone time to be full of energy because I'll be out of town over the weekend. That's four things. That's a lot of things. And that doesn't include what I really wish mattered, which is routine, honestly. We'll take a little rabbit trail here. I really like repetition. Sometimes I feel wonky because my evenings don't always follow the kind of predictable pattern I wish they did or that other times of the day do. And I think they should. I don't have a regular bedtime. I don't always do my skincare or put on my pajamas or read at the same time every night. Most of the time, I'm really present with what I need and what my family needs, and I go night by night. And honestly, that actually works for me. I really enjoy my evenings. I don't always know what they're going to look like or what order I'm going to take, but I really do enjoy them. So this is permission to myself and any of you that just because your evenings aren't super structured or routine, it doesn't mean they don't work, and it doesn't mean that you don't enjoy them. Routine does not have to matter. You can let that go. So if you already enjoy your evenings without that, fantastic. Okay, so of my list of things that could matter, what does matter this week? I have four things. Let's narrow it down a little bit. I think that it is being present and around my family and also feeling rested so I will have energy for my weekend. The the logistics uh, of my being gone, those can fall to the side. I'll tend to a lot of them probably, but like, My husband, Kaz, he's a grown man. Our usual division of labor, it has me handling logistics, but he is very capable of doing it. So if something gets dropped, he can pick it up. I don't need to break my neck trying to get that stuff done, especially at the expense of rest and just being with my family. So it's rest and being present. That's what really matters this week. Okay. Now, what matters most of those two things? And I think it's being present. Because I'll be gone for several bedtimes in a row, and some of my kids get really bummed by that, I don't want to skip any bedtimes that I could be part of just because I might want to go to bed early. I can maybe do some things to tend to both, but when push comes to shove, being present with my kids, particularly around the good nights, is the most important thing. Okay, so that is how you can narrow down what matters most. All right, step two And we'll move through these faster now, hopefully. Once you name what matters, the rest of the um, the rest of the steps kind of fall in place fairly easily. So that's why we'll be able to speed it up a little bit. But step two is essentialize or get rid of what's in the way. What is in the way of your evening hours being enjoyable? I think it's likely a version of one of these three answers. Okay, one you're trying to do too much and you haven't really named a priority. Two. You are paralyzed by the decision for so long that you don't do or enjoy anything. And three, the internet. Those three things, or at least a version of one of them, is probably the thing in your way. So you need to either remove the pressure to get it all done. You need to remove the decision paralysis by just picking something. Or you need to maybe somehow remove the internet from parts of your evening. Even in working on this episode, I have probably like quote unquote wasted 20 minutes getting distracted by stuff on my phone. I had to look up a couple of things for the episode and I've gotten sucked in to all the things on my phone. It just happens. Y'all, it's made to do that. 
the internet and our phones are built to keep us there. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. But what that means is that if your phone or the internet is in the way of what really matters about enjoying your evening, assuming that's true, you might have to work a little harder to remove that obstacle. So you can use downtime functions on your phone, or you can charge your phone somewhere far from you. You can get one of those light phones, like capital L light phones that doesn't have the internet. You know, when you want to go light, that's like the tagline or whatever. There are ways to remove that distraction. But I'm also here to tell you that it's really hard and you're not a simpleton or giving into the man because you enjoy scrolling Instagram and you look up 45 minutes later confused at how much time has gone by, just like the rest of us. The phone and the internet, they are made to do that to us. So be kind to yourself when it happens. If you'd rather it not happen, think about how you can creatively remove that distraction just this week. So step two is essentialize or get rid of what's in the way of what matters. Step three is to organize or put everything in its place. What needs to be in place for you to enjoy your evening hours? Is it a choice that is already made for the TV show you're going to watch? It's nice when you get into a show with someone because you like you know what's next, you know what you're going to watch next. I mentioned this last week in uh, the What's Saving My Life episode, but we've been watching Marvel movies as a family. Like when the boys come into the living room, we don't have to ask what to watch unless football's on. We already know, like it's been decided. So maybe you need to have that decision made for you too before you even sit down. What else needs to be in place for you? I think that by the time we get to the evening, we are just tapped out, right? We have so little decision-making ability left. And we're also the most tired we've been all day, probably. That means that perhaps you need a loose plan in place long before the evening arrives. You can decide earlier in the day, what do I need tonight? What would be an enjoyable way to spend my evening hours? Decide that at breakfast or lunch, you know, do some kind of midday check-in and decide. The decision is the thing that keeps us from the enjoyment, I think. So just make one. Other ways you could organize might be to have like a little checklist if you love those. Maybe every night you shoot to do like one chore, prep one thing, care for yourself one way, and do one fun thing, you know? Like you could use categories like that, chore, prep, care, fun, to help you make sure that you're catching the pieces that matter the most to you. But the purpose of step three of organize is to make sure that you have the things in place to enjoy your evenings. Most of the time, what you need is just a decision that's already made. We'll be right back. Okay, step four is to personalize or feel like yourself. This is a great place to remind you again to do this the way you need to your definition of enjoyment, your parameters of what an evening is, those are up to you. They are personal. You can do the same thing every night. You can change it every night. You can make a plan and then pivot as you go along. The point here is to feel like yourself in the process of whatever you're doing. I also think that the evening is the place where we most likely are trying to find ourselves again. Like throughout the day, we're tending to so many things, answering so many voices. And the evenings are when we want to come back to ourselves. But we often feel guilty, especially as women, doing that because there are still things that we could be doing. I mean, can you really like, quote unquote, waste 
your entire evening painting or reading or going for a long walk or whatever you want to do and not pack lunches for the next day or clean up a room or do whatever responsible thing you think you should do. That's why evening hours in particular hold so much pressure. It's the time we need the most to come back to ourselves, to feel like ourselves. But then when we try to, we feel bad about it. The cycle is so dumb and I hate it. Instead, what I want us to do, I want you to honor what you need to feel like yourself. Now, I'm not saying shirk all responsibilities. I mean, y'all don't do that anyway. But if you need to do something responsible during your evening, feel like yourself by first being kind to yourself. Staying grounded is more important than staying on task. At least that's what I think. But use your evenings to enjoy being with yourself, to enjoy feeling like yourself, and to enjoy things you love. Now, not all three of those can happen at the same time, but honor your own humanity as you enjoy your evening hours. I enjoy washing dishes a lot more when I remember First, that it's a privilege to care for my family, that I have the tools and water to clean the dishes, to know that it never takes as long as I think it will, and then also to listen to a great audiobook while I do it. See what I'm saying? Like you can personalize your evening hours and feel like yourself, even if you have to do responsible things sometimes, but ultimately stay grounded in yourself. What do I need tonight? Ask yourself that. And finally, step five is to systemize or stay in a flow. Now, This might not happen, nor does it have to. For me, the only thing about my evenings that are really in a flow is that we clean the kitchen before any rest usually happens because that helps my brain. And then I always do my skincare. Now I do it at different times, but I always do it. The kitchen sometimes gets cleaned right after dinner or two hours later. Sometimes I do it. Sometimes Cause does it. Sometimes we pull the kids in to help. Like it all varies. But the flow itself lies in those two things being done. Outside of that, it's a bit more of whatever I need on that day. And I've done this enough to have really good practice and permission to enjoy those hours. I read, I watch TV, I paint, I sometimes go to the gym if I need to get some energy out that I didn't have a chance to do earlier in the day. Now the guilt, it does eventually give up. I'm proof of that. Because you shouldn't feel guilty enjoying a nice evening at home or wherever you're going, no matter what it is you're doing. So you might not need much of a system. Now, if you do need more of a system, more of a flow, you can use things like alarms or calendar settings on your phone to help remind you of what you would like to be doing or not doing at a particular time. You can have a friend that you text at seven every night And you're like sharing what you're going to do that night together, you know, Um, not like with each other, but you're sharing the thing that you're doing. You can put theme nights in your calendar. If you do that whole breakdown, I said almost jokingly earlier of like a chore evening, a fun evening, a rest evening, that kind of thing. Whatever it is that you have decided to try, notice if there's a way to help keep that thing in a flow with some kind of reminder or rhythm. Honestly, I feel like I could talk about this topic for hours. (laughs) But I will stop here. Ultimately, I hope that you recognize that this is not just a you problem. This is something that so many people struggle with. How do I use this time, this special evening time? The funny thing that I didn't mention earlier in the episode at all is that you will get probably many, many, many evenings. How you spend this one doesn't have to impact how you spend the next one. It doesn't have to be perfect every single time. That's just not a thing. 
So just notice what you need, name what matters, honor yourself in the process, and you will slowly learn to enjoy your evenings. All right, before we go, let's celebrate the lazy genius of the week. This week, it is Hannah Hantho. Hannah writes this, my decide once of being helpful to a friend who is moving is to always offer to take their donation items to the donation place for them. I work near one, so I'm there often, and it's getting one errand off their plate and stuff out of their house, which is already in chaos from the moving process. I love this idea, Hannah. It is such a kindness. It's something that you can easily do, which which makes you more willing to help probably. And it truly is such a load off for people who are drowning in boxes and overwhelm. You can apply Decide Once to so many things and how to help someone in a move is yet again, another example. So thank you, Hannah, for sharing this and congratulations on being the lazy genius of the week. Okay, y'all, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra. I'll see you next week. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.